pause to consider. The podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider scriptural wisdom and encouragement on your walk towards God's kingdom. Thank you for joining me today on Pause to Consider. If we haven't met, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Sam Taylor, a Christadelphian from the sunny land of Northeast Ohio. Since I was a kid, up until now, Bible schools and study weekends have been a big part of my life. One of my highlights at gatherings was listening to, and later on, giving the devotions. If you're not familiar, a devotion is a mini-exhortation that shouldn't last more than 10 minutes and focuses on a single verse, theme, or principle that cuts to the essence of the topic. A devotion's purpose is to get people thinking about the Word of God, no matter what time of day. Think of them like warm-ups before a more strenuous workout. And a well-presented devotion is concise, it's effective, and sometimes it can be even more impactful than a week of intense Bible classes. And that's because the truth is, at its core, simple for those who want to understand. Now, we can dive into the many layers of Scripture, we can appreciate the tapestry of God's Word, but knowing God and knowing Jesus is as simple as reading the Bible and applying it to our lives. Being concise and easy to understand doesn't make a devotion any less profound than a longer talk. In fact, they often become more profound because of their accessibility and the ease of applying the lessons. We're able to get much more meaning out of a study when we have a way to put it to use in our own lives. And that's really when discipleship transforms from an academic exercise into meaningful actions that build spiritual character. Now, our community, it has wonderful resources for brothers and sisters in Christ to get the Word of God into our daily routine. We have websites to act as databases for years of Bible studies. We now have podcasts promoting and introducing those studies to others. And we have websites of Christadelphian music written by Christadelphians to accurately express the hope we all share. I want to bring something to the community where anyone can get a quick yet impactful devotion sent right to their phone, tablet, or computer to get their mind thinking about the Word of God. And I want it to be accessible and relatable to all ages and stages of spiritual life. Whether you're able to use this as a warm-up exercise to get your mind thinking before diving into a larger study, or maybe your life is so chaotic that this becomes the only spiritual aspect of your day, I genuinely hope this can be of use to you. So every Wednesday, I will upload a devotion to give you that jumpstart you need, right in the middle of your week when you need it the most. Before I go, though, I want to take a couple of minutes and have us pause to consider the reason I named this podcast just that. Pause to consider. If you have your Bible or a Bible app handy, great. If not, don't worry. I'll have references posted in the show notes of each episode for you to look into them when you get time. So our consideration today, it comes from Psalm 46. And I just want to read the first three verses for you. Psalm 46. 
to the choir master of the sons of Korah, according to Alamoth, a song. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountain be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. And here we have this peculiar word at the end of the verse 3 that I want to focus on today. Selah. Now, this word is a transliteration of the Hebrew. In other words, it's just a transcription of the word in our language from the original. And it means suspension in music or pause. It shows up 74 times in the Bible. 71 times in 39 Psalms and three additional times in one chapter of Habakkuk. Those 39 psalms it appears in, 31 of them are directed towards a choir master, which seems to support the general belief that selah is a musical term in Hebrew. Now, maybe you've read sheet music before, and if you have, I'd, I'd say probably the closest comparison to what we have in sheet music, it would be like a fermata over a rest bar. But whether you have or haven't read sheet music before, I, I want to paint a picture for you that might better explain what I'm trying to get at here. Imagine you're watching a symphony where you have your conductor, he's flailing his arms all about in front of an orchestra, and you can hear all the parts of the orchestra working together. It's building in intensity, moving towards a dramatic conclusion of the movement. Then they reach the climax, and the composer makes a gesture and the entire orchestra seems to come to a complete halt. It stays that way for a few seconds. You're taking in everything that's happened over the past few minutes, and then the conductor gently glides their hand over to the woodwinds, and the piece resumes, softer, gentler, with reverence. That moment where the conductor made his dramatic pause that brought silence to that music hall. That's the sila. It's typically written in the piece, but sometimes it's improvised by the conductor as they're wont to do. It's where the music is paused for, for dramatic effect, to let everyone take in the impact of what the entire movement was building up towards. Now, sila in the Hebrew likely served as that for these psalms in not only a musical sense, but in the spiritual sense. It's a footnote written by the greatest conductor, the Lord God, that's been left for us to read that we're meant to pause to consider the previous verses. And that's where I got the name of this podcast. It's a phrase that is a close representation of the Hebrew word selah used in the psalms. I didn't use the actual word selah because, as it turns out, selah is a very popular name for Christian podcasts, and I wanted this to be easy to find and to share without confusion. But Selah in the Psalms, it represents not only a musical, but a spiritual indicator that the psalmist, moved by the inspiration of God, wants us to reflect on the power and the significance and the wonder of what we've just read about God Almighty. Now I'm going to read the entire Psalm 46 for you. It's not very long, but I'm going to add a five-second pause where each sila occurs. And when I do that, well, I want you to take a moment to think about what I just read and what it means for you. So we're going to go ahead and read again from Psalm 46. 
to the choir master of the sons of Korah, according to Alamoth, a song. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountain tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter, he utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Notice how much more alive the psalm feels when Selah is not only read, but recognized and followed. Our lives follow a very similar pattern to music when you think about it. How often do we think that God needs to make dramatic changes in our lives to feel his presence, to understand his power and his glory and his purpose for us? But more often than not, is it not the moments of quiet and calm where we better comprehend his presence and his power? Now there's a biblical example of this and you're hopefully thinking of the example I'm going to bring up. And that's the example of Elijah in 1 Kings 19 in verses 9 through 13. It's a passage you're probably familiar with. It's after Elijah's victory, God's victory, through Elijah on Mount Carmel. And then Elijah goes fleeing for his life, and we find him in this cave where he's in despair. Reading from verse 9. There he came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword, and I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the still small voice. And when Elijah heard it, 
he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? It wasn't the grand symphony of God's destruction in the earthquake or in the wind or in the fire, but it was the still, small voice, the selah of this natural composition that drew Elijah out from the cave to reflect on God's majesty and draw near to him. And it was after that still, small voice where God directed Elijah where he was to go next in his service. And so, the same goes for us. You might have dramatic things happening in your life right now, and that could very well point you in a direction you need to go in your efforts to better know God and to better know his son, Jesus. But don't overlook the selahs in your life. When they come around, and they will, don't mistake them for God's absence. God is very much present, but he just might be inviting you to pause to consider not only what he's done for you, but what's in store for you in the kingdom. To bring our time together to a close, I want to read to you, without commentary, the encouragement found in Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Your time is valuable, so I want to thank you for spending it with me here on Pause to Consider. If you like this episode, share it with your friends and with your ecclesia. In the coming days, we'll have pages up and running on Facebook and Instagram, and I encourage you to follow those and share those to stir up discussion for the devotion this week. I truly pray that this has been helpful for you on your walk. May God bless you in all you do until we meet again whether it's on next week's episode or in God's kingdom.